we good? Oh, oh, I feel like Garth with this thing. I'm... <laughs> nice. I got friends in. Oh no, just I'm, I wouldn't subject anybody to my singing, so it's all good. So, of course, I didn't have this preloaded. I'm using some ancient technology here, so so there we go. Hey, it worked. <laughs> so, welcome everybody, and uh, thank you for being here for this extra special day. But uh, if you're a guest with us, my name is Hawk. My wife, Deb, is sitting over here by our prophecy mic. And uh, I am not one of the pastors here at Impact Rock Church. And by the end of this service, I'm sure you will be very thankful that I am not one of the pastors at Impact Rock Church. I am, however, one of the members of the lead team and a deacon here at Impact Rock Church. And you know, if you're a guest with us today and you're checking us out and just wondering what Impact Rock Church is all about, man, it's super simple. Jesus. Yeah. We are all about Jesus. To share the love and teachings of Jesus. That's who we are. And uh, we have instruction for this in the Bible. It's Ephesians 4:15 and 16. Instead, we will speak the truth in love growing in every way more and more like Christ who is the head of his body the church he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love so that's what we are we're, we love Jesus and we're not afraid to the name of Jesus so <clears throat> If you are a guest with us today, you know, this isn't going to be a normal service. This is, we're having a past appreciation service to honor and appreciate Jesus by honoring and appreciating those he chose to lead this church. So we thank you for coming and please bear with me and uh, let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we lift up this congregation to you now, Lord, and we just ask to touch each one in their own special way that they need, Lord. As you know their needs better than any of us do, we just ask that you let them know you're here. We know you are always with us, Lord, but we, sometimes we need that special touch with, of healing, of strength, encouragement. Whatever need is, Lord, we just ask that you provide that here today. And Lord, we ask for... A little special grace for me as I as I do this, Lord, that I don't blow it and that, that I honor you, Lord, because it's all about you. Everything we do here is about you, Lord. So we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. So in winning today's service, I asked Mark and Andy, you know, how involved do you want to be? Well, let's see, how did they put it? Uh, Mark actually said... They both pretty much only replied, only as much as you feel we need to be. Well, that could be a mistake. Because I'm one who usually likes to ask forgiveness rather than permission. So, with that being said, ahead of time I ask you for your forgiveness. <laughs> but I would like to start off today's service with one of my all-time favorite videos. And it's an oldie but a goodie. Pastor Mark probably knows just by me saying that what I want to show. So if we could kill the house lights and Trin put that up for me. 
I mean, you, you go to church, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I do. Yeah. So, what, what are your thoughts on on God and church and heaven and stuff? All great questions. Just um, it's, it needs to be answered. Pretty deep question for out on the lawn this morning. I do have a lot of thoughts on that particular issue. Sam, you rang? Pastor Mike, what took you so long? He was just asking me kind of what I believe. Gotcha. I'll take it from here. Thanks. See you guys. Okay. Well, first of all, Sam believes the Bible's the inspired, infallible Word of God. Jesus Christ, that He died on the cross as a, a propitiation. Your dad's going to start coming to the games. You know? Once the divorce is funny, how things get better. Pastor, can I can I get a minute? Uh, not really. I'm, I'm babysitting. I've got some groceries to deliver and bill. I'm That's taking great. Them for... Look, hey, Jack over here needs somebody to show him the love of Christ. Dad's a real jerk. You know, you got the counseling background. We got tickets to a game. We are late. Maybe just a round of catch to show him, hey, somebody cares. Yeah, well, you know, see you Sunday. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, buddy. Yeah, I'm feeling okay, but the place is falling apart. I just don't know what to do. Every last dollar goes to the doctor. What can be done? Uh, wow, I don't, I don't know. That's, that sounds really sad. Somebody need a minister? Oh, pastor, great. Um, she can't take care of her house. There's got to be something someone can do for her, right? You mean help her out? Uh, meet her needs? That's a great idea. Why did I that? <laughs> don't know. I, you know. I just did preach a 16-week series on showing love in practical ways. Oh, yeah. Hey, great series. Good luck, huh? <laughs> Actually, I was just helping an older woman walk across the street. I left her in the median. Hi. So, I just love that. In fact, we did a series, you know, I don't know, it was almost a year-long series. I think it was the Holy Spirit series. If you didn't know who the Holy Spirit was by the end of that series, then something wrong there. But, uh, yeah, you know, I know that video is kind of intended to show the church that, hey, it's not all on just the pastors, but I showed that, number one, because it's stinking funny, and I just love it. <laughs> but that is our pastors. They are on call 24-7, and I can tell you how many times I've rang that preacher beeper, you know, via a text or a call, and no matter what they're doing or where they're at in their own personal lives or what they might be struggling with, they're always there for us when we need them. So there was a more specific point to that video. So before we complete start just the love fest that is our pastors, I felt it was appropriate to remind everyone what the biblical qualifications and duties of a pastor even are. So we'll see in uh, 1 Timothy 3, 1 through 7, this is a trustworthy saying. If someone aspires to be a church leader, he desires an honorable position. So a church leader must be a man whose life is above reproach. He must be faithful to his wife. He must exercise self-control, live wisely, and have a good reputation. He must enjoy having guests in his home. And he must be able to teach. He must not be a drinker or be violent. He must be gentle, not quarrelsome, and not love money. 
He must manage his own family well, having children who respect and obey him. For if a man cannot manage his own household, how can he take care of God's church? A church leader must not be a new believer because he might become proud and the devil would cause him to fall. Also, people outside the church must speak well of him so that he will not be disgraced and fall into the devil's trap. So church, this is where I'm going to put you on the spot and let you guys prove that we listen to Pastor Mark when he preaches. Can you tell me what that scripture describes? Mark has preached it and said it multiple times. Anybody? Oh, I knew this was going to be bad. <laughs> it's one of the risks. What, is, what does that describe about, about a pastor and what they need to, to have? Oh, you're killing me. Sorry, guys. Mark? Ah, did I hear it? Character. Thank you, Anthony. I knew I could count someone. Character. That's what it takes to be a pastor, is you have to have character. I mean, that's what this entire passage is about, if you think about it. It's all about character of a man and of a woman. And let me tell you, these four people just ooze character. So, then we get into some of the duties of a pastor. You know, in, in, uh, the, when I was preparing this message, there's so many scriptures I could have used. I mean, I'd have been up here forever and probably got rocks thrown at me. So I'm, I whittled it down to just a few. So in Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. And folks, let me tell you, that's all of our jobs as well. That's what he does every week. He does every week. They do every week. Is they build us up and strengthen us so that we can reach out to the people that need us. And that we, can, we can't save anybody. Only Jesus can. It's our job to point people to Jesus. So when we continue on, 1 Peter 5, 2 and 3. Care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly. Not for what you will get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord it over people assigned to your care, but lead them in your own good example. That's what these guys do. Week in, week out. Sorry, I get emotional when I think about it. So... 2 Timothy 4 and 2. 4 2. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. Pretty straightforward. And then in Acts 20 28, we see so guard yourselves and God's people, feed and shepherd God's flock, his church purchased with his own blood. In conclusion to that, that's our pastors. That's our pastor to a T. It's exactly what they do through all the works that they do. So, you know, with that being said, Trinity, if you want to cue that up, I give you our pastors.
Long live the journey. And long live the children we raise. And long live the memories like leaves the year carried away. And just like a tree that slowly grows, the higher we reach, the deeper we go. Because we're living for something that'll be here when we're old. And we're headed for something a little further down the road. Redwoods and daisies never look worried to me. They take what's been given as if that's all they'll ever need. And if that's all they'll ever need, maybe that's all we really need. Cause we're living for something that'll be here when we're old. And we're headed for some place a little further down the road. And some people's reason for living is to get all they can and move on. But I find more grace in what's given because it leads me to where I belong. Elders are people who hold law and grace in their hands. Where death is a doorway and fallen just learning to stand. And less is more than we really need. And empties the space for us to receive. Because we're living for something that'll be here when we're old and we're headed for some place a little further down the road long live the yeah so you know where you're at thank you Christine beautiful job as always so that's awesome. So, uh, in a few minutes, I've asked a few people to speak about you guys because just hearing from one dude how much you love somebody, that's not the church. So, I've asked a few people, but however, I get to go first because I'm wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's a rule in Leviticus somewhere. You know, it's somewhere. So, oh, uh, <laughs> As a member of the lead team and a deacon here at Impact Rock Church, I've had an opportunity to get a small glimpse behind the curtain, if you will, as to what these guys go through in order to lead this church. You know, I've had a unique opportunity to be involved a little more than some, you know, as far as what it is they truly go through. And let me tell you, it's not easy, you know. So, I could stand up here for an hour and talk about all the things that every one of you does for this church. Again, I'm not going to because I don't want to get in trouble and, you know, we're pressed for time. Not really, but I don't want to embarrass anybody. But, uh, so I've kind of tried to pick one particular thing. And uh, Andy and Kim, I've kind of combined both of you because you guys do so, so many things for this church that trying to pick one 
worked them off, I would literally be up here forever. I mean, this morning was a prime example. We couldn't get the video to load and play and have to call in for backup. So I've got kind of a corny analogy, and hope I don't take you too far down the rabbit hole to understand this, that, that explains how I feel about you guys. In business, we're told nobody's irreplaceable. You know, everybody can be replaced. And there's an analogy a leader gave me years ago of a bucket of water. Okay, and the water is the pool and, and the business, or in this case, a church. And you put your fist in that bucket, and that's you guys, you know? Well, what happens when you take that fist out? What happens to the hole left behind? Well, in business, it just gets swallowed up by the rest of the water. Sure, the bucket's a little less empty, but whatever that was being done, swallowed up. You guys are not the fist in the bucket of water. You guys are the bucket. You guys and everything that you do for this church is what holds us all together. Everything you do, week in and week out, tirelessly, without complaining, for the most part, Andy, you can, you know, just kidding. <laughs> but you, you guys are the bucket that holds us all together in this church. And without you, we'd just be a puddle of water on the floor, going every which way. So I thank you for that. I appreciate you for that. And we honor you for everything that you do for this church. I figured if Mark can compare God to the Goodyear blimp, blimp I can compare you to a bucket. <laughs> so and obviously that brings me to Mark and Kara. And Kara, there's something very specific that you do that I, I'm not 100% sure you get enough credit for. When you're up here leading worship, it's so true and it's so genuine you're worshiping and you're bringing us into your worship. It's an intimate time that you're spending with the Lord, that you're sharing publicly week in and week out with everybody. And that's just an amazing thing that you do and you lead us all into being able to be that vulnerable and share and worship. And I thank you for that. I honor you for that. And I appreciate you for that. So then that brings us to Mark, the man, the myth, a legend, at least on mind. <laughs> Without your faith and willingness, I'm, I'm going to kind of read because I had to take notes on this one or I would go down the rabbit hole. Willingness to obey what God has called you to, IRC would not exist. None of us would be here today. From the beginning in your living room with just a handful of people to where we are today. It's your passion for Jesus Christ that I admire the most. And your willingness to share the good news in every situation you encounter. No matter what others might think of you. You told a story of praying, asking to pray for somebody in a coffee shop and they kind of ran away from you. Didn't faze you a bit because that's what the Lord had told you to do. I thank you. I love you. And I appreciate you for showing us all how it's done. So, like I said, I've asked a few others to share with you as well because just one dude ain't quite going to cut it. So I know Miss Christine has something for you. Would you like to use the handheld? You don't have to come up here. We don't want to. 
I wrote something out because, thank you, um, I would cry just looking at these beautiful faces um, and going down the eight-year path that we've been in or been on in my heart. I, Before I read it, though, I do just want to say, um, gosh, from the very bottom of my heart, I love you so much, and I am thankful for you. Very thankful. And I know that there have been seasons where it has been so hard, and all you wanted to do was be done. But you didn't. You didn't quit. You didn't stop. You kept going. And that, to me, is enough to just honor you forever, because you didn't quit and you won't quit and I trust that that you'll never quit as I have thought carefully and considered what words would adequately express my deep thanks and love for my pastors I have come to the conclusion that no words can adequately communicate my deep affection and value for each of them each one of the elders is uniquely formed and gifted for the task of building and leading, sometimes blindly, the church that God has given them. Through ups and downs, peaks and valleys, these have remained. Enduring love, leadership, and friendship. I want to express my deepest thanks and appreciation for leadership that has proved trustworthy and steadfast. These last eight years leading with Mark, Kara, and Kim have encouraged my heart to believe in leadership again, to feel safe in friendship, and to grow in strength and courage. Thank you for looking past our weaknesses and daring to bring out our hidden strengths and potential. Thank you for holding tightly to Jesus when everything around you was shaking. Thank you for trusting his word when you were weary and broken. And thank you for choosing to love it in the face of rejection and pain. Thank you. Today, we say thank you, but your reward in heaven is great. And your Father in heaven says, well done, good and faithful servant. I love you all so very much. Thank you for everything you do. I'm done. <laughs> okay, so we didn't have any schedule of people who'd like to go next. Miss Joy, I saw that hand come up. Get it up. Kind of had to drag her kicking and screaming, so. Yeah, Hawk's like, you're speaking, right? <laughs> well. <laughs> so I kind of have a different uh, admonition. I mean, I, I love these guys very much. I mean, we've known them for quite a few years now, and um, they've seen us through a lot of tough times, our family. I know if Marie was here, she would thank you for your, your love and encouragement and the way you guys wrapped your arms around us this last year with the loss of her husband. And um, and just being our friends, 
Um, I thank you that you listen. Um, I mean, if you if you want to talk to your pastors, do so. Don't be afraid um, because they they listen. Um, they may not agree with you, but they listen. <laughs> and so you know, it's 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 good. It's good to be able to communicate with them. They're not. I don't know if you've ever been in large churches, but some of the large churches, the pastors are whisked away as soon as they finish preaching, and you do not have access to them. And if you call the church, you get to talk to somebody else. So we're blessed that they're they're available to talk to us. Um, but I want to kind of, um, it's scriptural that we honor them. Um, and the Lord talks about his anointing, the anointed ones, and one of the things that he had given me was how um, David, the story of David and Saul, how that, um, you know, Saul was anointed. He eventually allowed the, the enemy to enter his heart, and he began to, to chase after David to kill him. So David was on the run, and he and his men were hidden in a cave. And Saul um, came in. Um, they were in the back. Saul didn't know they were there. And, of course, the men that were with uh, David were like, ha, he's delivered your enemy into your hands. Let's kill him. And David would not do so. And he said, um, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my Lord, the Lord's anointed, to put out my hand against him, seeing he's the Lord's anointed. So there is a respect and an honor that we give pastors because they're anointed. And I can remember a time in my life, many, many years ago, I was upset with our youth pastor. Um, I felt like I was justified. And I had just, it was just ruining my life. It's just all I thought about. And I'll never forget getting on my knees and saying, God, you just got to tell me what to do. And I opened his scripture. And he said very clearly, don't you touch my anointed one. And I realized that I was in error because I had been talking about it. I had really let the enemy enter my heart to become bitter about it. I had to go to that pastor. And whether he was right or whether he was wrong, he was God's anointed one. And I had to go and ask for forgiveness. So I I honor you because I love you and your friends, but I'll honor you because God says so. Okay? And that is that is the position that God has put you in. It's a heavy one, I know. You have a big responsibility. But we also have a responsibility. And so I just want to encourage each one of you, pray for them. Because, you know, that they are under attack constantly. And we know why. Because they're serving the Lord. So they need your prayers. So, as you guys have heard my wife, we've, we've known these four for the last eight years. Um, they've been there for our highest highs and our lowest of lows in our life. They were there when we, we had our youngest. Um, to say that we've lived life with them is an understatement. Um, when we first walked into the community center, Andy and Kim were the first ones that we met just right through the door 
makes feel welcome. Like we had been there since the inception of Impact Rock. And then here comes Mark and Kara. Gave us a big hug. How are you guys? How'd you find us? And our story was is that we, you know, we had some uh, some hurts in church, and so we always thought anybody can put on a good show. We'll go back and we'll try it again. Then we'll try it again. And we drove up for two years, I believe, from Fort Collins to Erie, um, just to spend time with these guys. And through everything, they always pointed us to Jesus. And throughout the years, it's been a common... Um, I can't really even say it's like a... It's not even a joke. It's just like a common uh, motto in our relationship is that let iron sharpen iron. And there have been times when uh, when it's been iron grinding against iron to bring out the best in, in each one of us. And I will definitely say that I have yet to encounter four people that can do it quite like these guys and do it in such a loving manner. And to watch they they love people and they love Jesus has just been amazing. Mark actually did uh, our youth group message on Friday. And he loved on them, pointed them to Jesus. He showed them the love of Jesus just the same way as he would do to any one of you and to some random stranger in a coffee shop. So it wasn't like a, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to hold out what I can for you guys and then everybody else gets what's left over. His love for Jesus is just all the time. Same with Andy and Kim and Kara. These guys just love, they love Jesus and they will point you to him. I've gotten to know Kim and Andy so much more in the last year with working with them. And they are like that. They're like a Leatherman, like that utility tool. Just when you think, oh, <laughs> there surely isn't a tool that will, will fix this. Either one of them are interchangeable, and, and they're phenomenal at it. If you guys truly saw behind the curtain to see exactly what all four of them do, but what Kim and Andy do, you would your head would spin. And Mark and Kara, they're, they're what drive the force. All the other stuff that, that needs filtered and, and brought, that we all see the finished product, we haven't seen what, what went into it. You guys, we, to say we're grateful for you is, is an understatement. We can't, I truly can't express how much we love you guys and value our friendship and our time. It's been eight years well spent. And we look forward to the rest of it. And thank you so much for loving on me and loving on my wife and my kids. When truly, I, I know you guys can say, uh, just go somewhere else, leave me alone. You guys were there and uh, we're better because of it. Thank you, Anthony. So was there... There was a couple of others that originally said they wanted to speak. I want to make sure you give me the opportunity. Do you want me to bring it to you, Miss Diane? This is hard because there's so much that can be said and should be said. Uh, I am so thankful 
We have this church. I remember our first meeting in Mark and Carrot's house. And then I remember the first meeting over at the community center. And in him, I remember when you came. And your big boy now was a baby. And there's just been so many blessings. And in Kim, you're always there. You have so much love. And you bless us so much in so many ways. Um, I remember when I had to give up teaching in the little kids' class. And Kim must have taken over for every Sunday until she was able to find somebody. The love that you two have showed me, shown me, has been awesome. Again, like people have said, you have no idea what all they do. And they're always there for us. Thank you. I appreciate you both. And Mark King Kara, uh, if you're new, Mark's my son. Kara's my daughter-in-law. And it's been a blessing that uh, Mark has taken this role in his life. I remember when he was in the eighth or eighth or ninth grade we lived in Oklahoma and one of the pastors from another church was uh, at this big dinner or whatever and I remember he came to Mark and he gave him this word God is calling you to preach you will have a successful business but then you will give it up to follow what the Lord is guiding you to do. Thank you, Mark, for doing that. And Kara, you're so strong, and you each have so much love, and you have so many gifts to show us. And thank you for all of them. I love you all. So I'm not quite opening it up to the church. There was a couple of more we never really discussed. I want to make, give you your quick opportunity, yes or no. Give me a nod. Give me a shake. Okay. Come on down. It is today. Okay. I'm going to hide behind Hawk. Just kidding. So I've been at the church uh, for four years because of joy. And when I went to the women's retreat, Kara treated me like we were besties. Um, she just loved on me from the get-go. Um, we used to be in the other building Saturdays at 5, and um, Mark was just really patient and kind and speaking me through some dark places. So there's each of you have a different thing. So, like, Mark is really wise. Um, Kara is really sweet and caring and also very, like, She's very blunt. I have no idea what to do for you, but I can pray for you, and I can sing over you. So that's super valuable. 
when I first met Kim, she was the most intimidating person I've ever met. Like, I was terrified of her. Tighten up or don't mess around. And then I saw her cry once, and I knew that she has the biggest heart for Jesus. She has the biggest heart for each and every single one of you. Just don't step out of line. But um, <laughs> she um, she's really embarrassed. She doesn't like to be called out. She wanted us to put uh, stickers over every face that she had up here. But the work that she does for everybody is valuable for the community, for every single one of you in the church. Um, She'll love on you if you let her. That's the key. She'll just love on you let her. Um, Andrew is also crazy smart. Um, Him and Mark, if you ever need anything, they're there. You know, you call them, they're there. So um, I appreciate the four of you and the value that... Each, you each have a different trait to bring to the church, so I appreciate that for the four of you. And I'm going to steal the light, and I just wanted to shout out to Anthony and Christine. They're the youth pastors here. Um, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was awesome. Yes? All right. Like you just got called out. Oh, man, I just want to say thank you guys so much for uh, your, your pastoral leadership here. I mean, it's truly the, the pastoral qualities specifically are so strong. And, and just the overview of the family, who you are, how you care for the person, uh, genuinely, you, you know, all, all the way through. It's, it's, it's really a strength, and I'm so appreciative of it. And you know what it's like when you go to some places and um, – it's almost a, a controlling leadership, you know. Like, look, you can. I'm going to let you do this one little thing, but you go do it over there in that corner. <laughs> um, and that's one thing I really appreciate about the pastoral leadership here is there really is a lot of freedom. If, if you if you've got something that God, you know, putting in your heart to champion, you know, for the Lord and to champion in His kingdom, uh, they're 100% behind that. It's just you know, go for it. Um, and, and just the serving of the body and and the serving of of each other. Uh, I'll never forget. Um, you know, we went when we went to uh, Palm Springs, and, and and I'm in the same hotel room with these guys, right? And and I was so thankful because Andy said I, I will take the room with Mark, knowing how loud Mark snores. You know, <laughs> it's like, and and I got to sleep on the couch. It was great. Um, but there there really is a, such a such a deep service and such a pastoral heart between you guys. I know there's there's the other things too, and and Mark has such an evangelistic side that there's there's nobody off limits. You know, to, to Mark. Mark will reach out to everybody, no matter who it is, uh, at, at all, and just welcome them into the family of God. And that's just so supported by by Andy and Kim and Carol. And, and um, so anyway, just wanted to to say thank you. I didn't want to, you know, not take the opportunity to to say how much we appreciate you guys. So, but thank you, David. Okay, so I know we could probably I could keep calling you out all service long, but I do have. A couple of others that couldn't be with us today, but that they wanted to say hello and how they love you. So if we could kill the lights. Hey, Mark and Kara. We just wanted to say we love you and we miss you. And we just really appreciate everything you've done for us. And yeah, really how how you've really served the, the church impact rock there. Yeah, you guys are so awesome. We love you. Hey, Mark and Kara. Hey, Mark and Kara. How you doing? We're standing here at Gillette ready to watch the Patriots take on the Chiefs. So go Pats. Go Patriots. Hey, we love you guys. Happy Pastor Appreciation Day. Happy Pastor Appreciation Day. Thank you much for what you all do for 
for us and for all the families and, and people in the church. You guys are selfless. We love you. We love you. We love you. And thank you. We'll see you again soon. Bye. So, in case you guys can't tell, we love our pastors. Okay? And we're not afraid to show it. So, uh, we do have a small token of our appreciation. So, Deb, if you could help me out with that. Um, you know, we, we, we picked these out for you guys because of all that you do and the frustration that happens. Sometimes, you know, with life getting in the way, we're hoping that you guys can either put these on your desk or on your wall and look at them and remember how much we appreciate what it is that you do. And I'm going to put a picture of it. It kind of came out wide, but that's basically so that the church can see what we're giving them. So uh, at this time, actually, I'd like everybody to stand and give them up. And as uh, Mark likes to point out, since you are standing, I'd like to bring our bring our elders up here into the front row. And you can either come up and lay hands on them. We're good on time. No Broncos game today. So, so if you guys want to come up and lay hands on them, I'd like to pray over them. If you have a prophetic word for them, I still have the handheld here so that we can get it on tape for them later. So please stretch your hands forward, and if you have something you want specific, just get my attention. Yes, Father. Father God, we just thank You. We thank You for the leadership that You've given this church. We thank You for each and every one of our pastors, Lord, and for the unique gifts that You have bestowed on them that they share with us, Lord. But even in their uniqueness, they all have the same common thing. And that is you, Lord. They all constantly point us to you. We just thank you for them, Lord. We thank you for the passion that you put in hearts. And we ask that it just it never dim, Lord. That at, in times of weakness, when, when they feel they just can't go on. In personal struggles, Lord, we just ask you fill them up, Lord, to overflowing. So that that overflowing love of yours can reach out and touch the rest of us. Lord, that was a good amen over there. Yes, Lord. Lord, we thank you for our pastors. Father, I just pray that right now they would just feel refreshed. That right now, just feel the rain of the Holy Spirit falling on you. Refresh, restore, renew vision, renew hope. I pray that moving forward in the days to come, that vision will be clearer and vision would be sharper. And rest would be abundant. That even in the busyness, in the storms, in the tornadoes of life, that rest would be abundant. 
and joy would be their garment and hope would be their song. I thank you for everything that they've done. All the sacrifice, all the tears that they've shed on behalf of your children, Father. We bless them right now. And I pray that they would just feel abundant love this week. And that they would just keep receiving words of thankfulness from people. Just that you would remind them, Father, how much they are loved and how much we appreciate them. And even people that they don't know of, that they've touched. I pray that you would just feel an extra special hug and touch from you. I pray strength over them in Jesus' name. Strength that they've never had before, that they would rise up with strength that didn't even know that they had, that you are blessing them right now with strength, that you're arming them for the years to come because we are living for something that is down the road. Lord, you have a bigger plan than just now. So I pray that they would feel encouraged by that and excited, that they would dance down the road, that it wouldn't be a heavy thing, that they wouldn't be walking through mud, but they would dance down the road with victory and joy for the road you have set before them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jesus. So, before I close out this part of the service, you know, we are, in case you haven't told, because you haven't been told, but I'm sure you've noticed. Now, we are having a pastor appreciation potluck. There's lots of yummy food out there and whatnot, so I invite all of you to stay. If you're a guest with us today, please don't feel awkward about staying for that. I would love for you to connect with these guys. Once the service is over, I'm going to ask that all four of them go out into the lobby so that they make themselves available. Mark or whoever's preaching usually does that every week anyway, but that way you guys can get a chance to meet and and talk to these awesome pastors that, that we have been talking about today. So Mark normally closes us out and and prays a blessing over the church. And I'm not going to do that today for a couple of reasons. I don't want to steal Mark's thunder. But I'm not going to be one of the guys that messed that up. (laughs) Because that has happened a couple of times. So even though I have it in my notes, I'm like, no. So I would actually like to ask you guys to join me in a closing prayer. And uh, it's pretty simple. We'll put the words up there for you. I think you've heard of it. It's called the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.
Amen. So, I actually have it in my notes here. Allow Andy or Mark to speak, question mark. Number one, you don't allow Mark to do anything, so... My part of the service is over, although I am going to ask some of the dudes once we actually start exiting to grab some tables and chairs and let's get this set up like we always do. But I want to give Mark the opportunity or Andy the opportunity to come in and the final closeout for us. Yes, no? Oh, look at that. Nobody. Wow. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. So thank you everybody for coming once again. I'm sorry I kind of overdid it with the emails, the secret emails and the whatever and the texts, but you guys rock. It's a great round. Thank you guys. We love you. And that that concludes our pastor appreciation service, but that doesn't conclude us loving on our pastors. So please love on our pastors.